Show. Rating Camp. Tim Come at me, show. Hey, everybody. Hope you are having a wonderful day. Wonderful day. This week's topic is baking, but as usual, we start off topic. I cut my own hair, guys. I did it. I finally pulled the trigger after months of talking about it, months of psyching myself up. As soon as COVID hit and it was like, oh, we, we you know, you got to stay home from work. I was like, time to buzz it all off. Burn it down, as they say. Anarchy when it comes to my hair. I'm done. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of these lusciously long locks getting in the way, getting in my eyes. I can't go back to being a hair tie guy. I had long hair in college, and that's like a whole vibe, man. I couldn't go back to that. I'm too old to be rocking a ponytail. I'm too I'm too old and single to have long hair. Long hair is a, is a statement. It's a signal to a lot of girls that you are not boyfriend material. I don't make the rules. That's just what I was told. The number of ladies after I cut my hair who were like, oh, well, you know, now, now something can happen. I was like, what, what are you talking about? I am the same guy. I am the same man before and after. But whatever, long hair, the curse, the burden of long hair. The reverse Samson, you know, I get stronger the shorter my hair is. <laughs> Cut off my beautiful locks and I grow stronger underneath. I'm really going for what my mom calls the dirtbag look, which is short hair. I want my beard hair to be longer than my head hair. That's the dream. That's the dream I'm chasing right now. Which is just just an average Brooklyn <laughs> look. <laughs> Oh, man, nothing's edgy anymore. When it comes to your appearance, face tattoos. That's the frontier. That's the that's like the final frontier of like, oh, this guy's, there's something weird. There's something off about this guy. If you have a face tattoo, you know what that, that's just an indicator of job security. <laughs> you, are, you are like, that's the last thing where you're just like, I'm never going to have to interview for a job. This is, this is it. This is who I am. Face tattoo. Neck tattoo. Cool. Yeah, you can put up, put on a colored shirt. Wear a turtleneck, you're fine. You know, a, a dragon coming out of your hairline to, you know, you <laughs> trying to eat your nose, resting on the orbs that are your eyes. The treasure of your forehead is not uh, going to sell insurance if that's the kind of job you are going for. Face tattoo is the only thing that gives pause nowadays. Otherwise, there are no more fashion moves that indicate anything other than like, oh, this is just a person now. You know, like back in the day, it was like, oh, this person's got tattoos. They're tough. They're a thug. Only only goons from jail. They, like, yeah. Once you go to jail, you spend all your time tattooing each other. And then you get out and it's like, oh, man, I don't even recognize this guy anymore with his tattoos. Or you went to war. You were a soldier. And you thought you could die any day. And you're like, fuck it. My body is just a vessel for the United States government and for liberty and for freedom. I don't even own myself anymore. I'm a man on a mission. I am possessed by the will and the good fight. So I might as well go hard. What do I have to lose? My life, I'm already laying that down. Tattoo me up. 
It was an indicator of a hard life. Now it's like, a, eh. <laughs> now it's like, eh, I rolled out of bed. I wanted a tattoo. This is cool. Eh, you know what? I read this poem, uh, a line in it spoke to me, and I wanted that all over my body. And that's fine. That's cool. That's great. But it doesn't have the weight anymore. It's not intimidating anymore. Beards, I feel like, were the same way, where it's like, oh, this guy. This man lived a rough life. He's a logger. This is a guy who drives an 18-wheeler and puts in long hours. He doesn't have time to shave. He's on the road. And when he's not on the road, he's closing his eyes. He's taking a nap. Kicking back with some beers in his motel room all alone. Just trying to make it across the country in time to get everyone their depends. Or the diaper delivery to Walmart. <laughs> and now it's just like, eh, you know, beards, they're in. People like beards. Everyone's got a beard. Everyone's got tattoos. Everyone's got beards. Everyone's got piercings. I don't know what the thing was. I guess there's some piercings. that I'm, I don't love a piercing. I will say that. I just find some of them I don't. I don't love. Nose piercing. I'm always like, eh, why'd you do that to your nose? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't like it. Something about the needles in the face. Ears, whatever. I don't know. Every, like, whatever. Mangle your ears. Who cares? Belly button ring. It's like, oh man, why'd you do that to your cute little belly? <laughs> why'd you do that, dear? Why'd you do that? That's fine. It was good the way it was. You can keep doing it. You can keep hanging stuff off of it, I guess. I guess I'm just worried it's going to be like one of those like tribes where, you know, they end, insert like plugs and shit to their lips and like plates. You know what I'm talking about? There's like these tribes and Africa. I don't know. Wherever tri- <laughs> Africa. Just because I, I have no more specifics other than that they're a tribe probably from Africa. And <laughs> they would like do all these piercings, but they'd be like heavy and there would be weight attached to these piercings so it would stretch the skin and I just think of that and then I get anxious and like plastic surgery and stuff and then I just I'm like oh my god somebody had to stick that through you and then I get nauseous the idea of getting a tattoo is also like anyone who has a tattoo is just braver than I'll ever be I couldn't possibly sit in a chair and let somebody like poke my terrible I have terrible skin so that's another part of it too is I can't you can't have like a I don't know what I would even get I can't have uh <laughs> I couldn't. I can't think of a single thing that I would want <laughs> added onto my body forever. I just decided to cut my hair short. That's the biggest decision I've made. I can't make a decision that's going to be permanently on my on my body. I discovered linen this year, and you want me to make a decision on something that's going to be on my body forever? I can't do it. I have no. I, I have no taste. I can't. <laughs> I can't make any big decisions right now. So I cut my own hair. I cut it short. And I love it. I I just had this hair trimmer. I didn't get new clippers. I didn't get anything. I've just had this this beard trimmer forever. And I thought there's no way. There's no way this will be able to handle head hair. And I guess I have a much thicker beard than I do hair in my head. Because that thing cut right through it like, like soft butter, you know? Like butter that had been left out by the sink a little too long. You thought you'd put it away two hours ago. You did not. Soft butter. And that's what my uh, beard trimmer did to my head. And it was great. It's nice. I'm happy. It's shorter. I'm happier. I feel lighter. I feel more free. I'm exhausted. I played so much. <laughs> put on. I play a little basketball today. And I say play basketball. Some socially distant horse was played. But it was in the middle of the day. It was like 1 o'clock on a hot New York day on a, on a barren and empty playground that's just blacktop. It was hot AF. And me and my buddy, who maybe, maybe will be making an appearance on this podcast this Thursday, me and my friend, 
playing some socially distant horse, and I am exhausted. I am dying. We were out there for like an hour and a half, the sun beating down, me getting more exercise <laughs> than I have in in months. In months. I haven't run around in months. Yoga's great. I've been talking up yoga, guys. Would highly encourage, but it does not replace just moving. <laughs> like, going, jogging, hustling with any sense of urgency is just <laughs> irreplaceable. You gotta, I hate running. I don't want to run, like, in a track. I don't want to run cross-country. But I will run to go get a ball when I miss a shot. <laughs> when it goes off the rim and it's my turn to shoot horse, I am the fast. I'm Usain Bolt. To that basketball. No one is faster than me getting a rebound. That is like way outside of the game of play. I will run. Because if it goes to the street. My instincts are like. If it goes in the street. You know we're over. We're going to need an adult. (laughs) Someone to hold our hands or get the ball for us. Those are my childhood instincts. And so I got to get that ball ASAP. I'm terrible in the game. It's funny how uh, I never play basketball. I play like once every couple of months. And every time I'm shocked at how bad I am. Every single time it's like, wow, really? I'm not any better? And it's like, of course, Tim. Of course you are not better at this skill that you never practice. <laughs> you know this thing that you put zero time or energy into? Yeah, you're not getting better at it. I thought it would just be like, oh, cool. Like one dad come out there and I'd be LeBron James just posting up at the top. <laughs> you know? Driving. Driving to the basket, kicking it out to somebody with one second on the shot clock, and then, like, yelling at them when they miss the first pass they've received all night. The first open shot they've had all night. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of NBA. I've just been exhausted ever since I came in. It's just so... I'm so tired. I Something about... Why is it the sun? I know the sun was supposed to be good for us. Get all that vitamin D. Get that vitamin D, fight the coronavirus, and now the sun, it just saps me of my energy. I am exhausted. I'm so tired, I dropped an entire ice cube tray before I came in here. I was trying to get my iced coffee going, just to see if I could rally here, and dropped all of the ice cubes. I have had a really tough go with the ice cube trays in this apartment. You know I moved since starting this podcast into, you know, doing a little sublease with a friend who's down the street, and uh, I've just had to struggle to grow custom to his appliances that are not my own, <laughs> and... That included that included new ice cube trays, and I was very bamboozled by these ice cube trays. They have, like, different shapes in them, and you've got to, like, rotate. You have to, like, stack them. You have to stack them in the correct pattern. It's like a puzzle from, like, what's that Nickelodeon show where you, you ride the crag? Oh, my God, it's, like, right on the tip of my tongue, and it's gone. I don't know what it is. Oh, man. Oh, man, what is that show? Oh. Something in the Jungle. Wild and Out? Yeah, I think it was like called Wild and Out. And uh, you know how you're in... <laughs> you're playing that? Oh, something Jungle. Oh, man, no, it's gone. Oh, no, it's not something Jungle. Fuck. What was that kid's show where you got the... And they're in the jungle, and then they're... Oh, and there's like the the silver snakes and the purple monkeys and the... Um, oh, that's why I need like a... I need an engineer. I need somebody who can look these things up for me because I will not do it myself. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to Google it real quick, see what happens. Going to look up Silver Snakes because that's the only detail I remember from Legends of the Hidden Temple. Boom! I am so good at this. I don't need anybody else. I'm my own researcher. 
Legends of the Hidden Temple. So that's what these ice cube trays are like. They're like a puzzle from <laughs> Legends of the Hidden Temple. Like, they're not super hard because it's like kids. It's a kid's show, but they're still tricky enough that it takes you an extra... It takes you an embarrassing amount of time to figure it out. And the first time, like, I didn't... I had the ice cube trays the same way, had them both filled up with water, and they just completely went into each other, and water got everywhere, and it was like, great. Welcome to this new, new apartment. And then today I just twisted it. I twisted it too hard, guys. I am too strong, and I and ice ice cubes went flying everywhere. That was that was my mo. I don't think I'm a uh, strong guy, but I've always been a big guy. I've always been a big guy, and the thing, the problem with being a big guy, and not a good, not like strong big. I got I got strong big at one point, like in college, but being just like soft big when you're a kid. <laughs> has a lot of problems namely like you're taught to you know not to fight anybody you got to be gentle and then I, now i'm just like oh i'm just 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 softy now you're just a soft person i was already soft i was already not a bully i was already not going to intimidate everybody but because i'm like a foot taller than every other kid in my grade it's like oh yeah don't don't pick on any of these kids and it's like i was never gonna pick on anybody and now because you told me that i'm overly worried about it and for the rest of my life i'm gonna be like oh what if i'm an asshole to every single person i've met it's big soft boy problems. Don't don't go all out. I'm always worried I'm gonna break something. I'm always worried I'm gonna like hurt somebody in an accident. I never want to do any of that. And I got these ice cube and these ice cube trays, and they're so hard. I was twisting them, but not too much because I didn't want to break them. And then I asked my roommate, I was like, "Is there any trick to these ice cream trays?" And he's like, "Ice cube trays." He's like, "Yeah, you gotta twist it." And I was like, oh, "But what if I break it?" And he's like, "They're ice cube trays. We get more." And I was like, "Oh, that's just..." <laughs> Why didn't I know this? You you twist ice cube trays until they break, and then you get more. That is the that's the plan when it comes to ice cube trays. That is the game. That is the game we are playing with the ice cube tray. Yeah, it's useful until it's not useful, and then we replace it. I blame New York. I blame the fact that I'm in a city where I need to use ice cube trays. I hate that I'm at a place in my life where I have ice cube trays. The goal, the dream, all the success I'm chasing is really just so I have to never use an ice cube tray again. And I'm fucking incredible with ice cube tray. And I, I know I just said that. I'm not good at the practice of getting ice out of the tray. I am bad at it. I'm not a good at getting ice out of the tray. But I, but I, if I know people are coming over, if we're having a party, I am, I am prepping ice for like weeks in advance i have like a plastic bag in the fridge i got like a plastic tupperware in the fridge and every twice a day i'm loading up that ice cube ice cube tray and as soon as it's good to go i give it a little twist pop it in there and now all of a sudden i've i've saved up like three do you, ices i was gonna say and i have three gallons of ice but i think once it's a solid at what point at what point do you start you know you go from like like gallons and milliliters to pounds is there like a specific turning point on the ice scale you know when it's like kind of like icy all around but the center is still water are you weighing that in pounds or gallons milliliters i don't know i guess we'll never know but i'm 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 the king of storing i like store i like the process of saving up a lot of ice is very important to me so and I'm afraid I'm going to break the trays. I'm just afraid I'm going to break the trays and that people are going to come over and they're going to be like, Tim, where's the ice? We need it for drinks. And I'm going to say, I, I broke the tray, guys. I don't know what else to do. And they're going to say, really? But that was my mom's my mom's tray. And before she passed away, she gave it to me. And she said, this tray kept our fridge cool for 
our drinks cool for many a year and now I'm giving it to you and then I break it immediately and then they hate me and now everybody hates me because now it's out and it's a fucking BuzzFeed article about a guy who destroys woman's ice cube tray, ruins party, spreads COVID to everyone there. Like that's, now that's my name. <laughs> that's, that's my cross to bear as a big, not soft, strong <laughs> ice cube tray guy. Scared of my own strength. Football. <laughs> <laughs> is football happening? I is football fuck. Guys, does anyone out there know? Shoot me an email. Give me a call. Let me know if ice if if stop talking about ice cream. I'm just craving ice cream for some reason. I cannot stop saying the word ice cream. I don't know if football is happening. I have a fantasy draft tomorrow. And I'm still not convinced that we're going to have football this season. How the fuck are we supposed to have football this season? There's going to be so many people together outside. I mean, every college team already has COVID. Oh, I don't know. It's it's. I can't believe we're going to have college football. I haven't been thinking about football at all. I don't know a, a damn thing about football right now. I don't know who's on what team. I don't know what running back is like the best one this year. I don't know. It's not like I'm going to win. I never win in fantasy football. I always make the playoffs. No, sometimes I don't. And... <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know what? I'm going to do my best. I'm going to research an hour before the draft like I do every single year. And as soon as the draft's over, I'm going to be like, oh, man, I wish I had done some more research. And then, like, by the time I do, because normally I'm in a couple leagues, by the time I finish both drafts, I'm like, okay, now I'm ready to draft. <laughs> now I've gathered enough data. Now I've done enough. I have enough experience in the draft and where things are going to go. I want to redo immediately. You ever do that stuff? I used to feel that way all the way, all the time with shows. If it had like been a while before I did like since I did stand up like a real show, and I just been doing open mics, then like you do the show and I'm like, oh, as soon as I'm off stage, I'm like, oh man, I could have done better. I could have could have done a little bit. Let me add him again. Let me try. Let me run it back one more time. See if I can get it. See if I can figure it out again. Scratch that edge. It's like that with fantasy football. It's like I did. I never. I don't have it until I have it, and when I have it, it's too late. And the draft's over, and then the season's pretty much over. Because once you draft, why even play the games? There's nothing else you can do. You can pick up a free agent or two. There's always, like, three guys on the on the free agent wire that you can pick up, and they go off, and then the rest of it is just, eh, you're screwed. You know, if you didn't draft well, you know? If one of your guys gets hurt, too, it's like, you're fucked. That's it. That's it. If, you're, if your number one pick gets hurt, you're done. It's over. Give up. Played fantasy basketball and fantasy baseball for a season. I don't think injuries affect anything as much as football because there's like there's like six good fantasy players. And, and as soon as one of them's hurt, it's like, okay, well, I guess that's it. I guess that's the season. I guess we're all done. Whatever. Who knows? Okay. I saw... <laughs> y'all see this article in it's everywhere it's not even an, the headline for the new york times <laughs> at least four boats sink during trump boat parade in texas <laughs> how fucking dumb do you have to be to sink a boat you know how hard it is to sink a boat they're they're built to not sink that's the whole <laughs> that's the whole purpose of a boat. That's like the one job when the guy's making the boat or the girl, sorry, is making the boat. 
their whole thing is, will this sink? And they say no. And that's the whole, that's all they do. <laughs> that's the whole purpose. The whole purpose of a boat is, is to not sink. So you got to be a special kind of stupid to like sink a boat on a lake, on a coal, on a calm day. How <laughs> dumb do you fucking have to be to sink a boat and not that even it's not one boat it's at least four boats there's reports of a fifth boat sinking i don't know how long it's going to take them to get the rest of this info i don't know how long the reports are still coming in on boats that sunk on this fucking lake in texas imagine sinking a boat a boat on a lake, the waves, Tim. The waves were crashing against the shore. I don't know how much, how big a wave could you get at a lake? I gotta admit, I'm not the most experienced when it comes to landlocked bodies of water. All right, I'm an ocean man myself. I used to lifeguard at lakes, and they were different. They were different lakes. Those were those were nasty, dirt, disgusting lakes. <laughs> the lake, the lake, the lake. I the. the, the uh, the lake I lifeguarded at was... Try saying that seven times fast. The lake I lifeguarded at... No, that's Actually, it's pretty easy. I'm just an idiot. The lake I lifeguarded at <laughs> growing up actually had a sign that said, like, beware of the amoebas. And I guess amoebas are, like, once the water gets to a certain temperature, like, up, like, not cold, like, hot. Like, once the water gets so hot, I guess amoebas breed in the mud and if you jump in the lake and you, you shove your face all the way in the mud and kind of motorboat it around a little bit you get some amoebas in your nose and then just two weeks later they'll get into your brain and just like blow up and then you just die so why did i say that i just that the <laughs> lakes are a scary place they aren't sink your boat scary how dumb do you have to <laughs> sink a boat and there's four of them. There's four people that sunk boats. What is it with Trump supporters and boats? How is there not? There hasn't been one boating for Biden thing. I haven't seen a single boating for Biden. If you, It's like if you own a boat, you're like, they slap a Trump sticker on the back and you're like, good luck, man. Have at it. My hometown, Florida, they had boat parades. They had Trump boat parades. Everyone. Trump voters love fucking boats, and it sucks because I love boats. I don't love Trump, but I like, I don't think that's allowed. I don't think I can like not it, uh, like Trump and own a boat. Maybe I'm just never. I didn't realize it was such a politicized thing. Can we get one boating for Biden? I uh, know I don't want to. I don't want to boat for Biden either. What the fuck? God, I don't know. I guess if you're dumb enough to boat go to a boat parade for any politician it's like oh yeah this you suck this sucks you're probably the, the kind of person who would sink a boat i don't know it's all bad it's all dumb whatever these people are all dumb nobody nobody in government cares about us that's really the message i wanted to drive on today Ugh. boating for biden guys our topic this week is baking 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 I love baking. I guess I like the I like watching <laughs> baking. I'm not the most experienced baker myself. All right, I've baked a handful of things and not well. All right, I've baked like pancakes. I don't know if that even counts as baking. I guess you kind of fry up a pancake. I've baked brownies. Oh my god, brownies! Brownies are like my number one. My number one dessert maybe might be brownies. 
God, I fucking love brownies, guys. If you have a brownie, right, you going for an edge, a middle, or a corner. Where are you going? Where are you going? Corner. That's right. That's right. If you're going for the corner, it's the best part. The extra crispy, crunchy part of the brownie. Especially if the middle softs, like you get a super soft bite. And then you get all these like super hard edge bites. Yeah. Get yourself someone who likes the opposite piece of brownie. You know, if you're a middle, get an get a get a crust, get an edge person. And if you're an edge person, get yourself a middle. <laughs> There's enough brownie. If you make a big old sheet of brownie, you got enough room for everyone to be happy. You just cut out that middle, you throw it to your partner, and then you just go to town on that edge, man. That's where it's all about. I don't know. I eat brownies the way I start puzzles. Like I finish, I start with the edge. I start with the edge while it's good. And you know what? If I make a brownie, I'm not eating it fresh. I'm not eating it that day. I'm putting it in the fridge, and I'm eating a cold brownie for breakfast tomorrow, probably. Or I'm just eating a cold brownie in general. I love a cold, chewy, fudgy brownie. That's the best. That's the best damn thing in the whole fucking world, as far as I'm concerned. Fuck everything else. Chewy, cold brownie. That's my shit. That's my shit right there. I love it. It's the best. Warm brownie, it's like fine. These are good. This is the second best thing I've ever had in my life. But a cold brownie? Oh, number one. Numero uno. Ice. When I get ice cream, I I, <laughs> I always get ice cream and I like, oh, I'm getting like a brownie batter ice cream or like cookie dough ice cream. I think it's just because I want brownies. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want the ice cream. The ice cream is the worst part. Of like a brownie batter ice cream or like cookie dough ice cream. Why can't I just buy a sleeve of cookie dough like the savage I am and just slurp that down, you know? I could even go through the, you know, you get get like a whole thing of like break apart cookie dough, put it all out on the tray, and instead of putting it in your fridge, just like dump it all into a plate and just go to town on that. Instead of getting this ice cream, why, why are you including this, this middleman? Why am I wasting calories on ice cream when really I just want a delicious brownie? I don't know. Maybe someday. Maybe someday I'll figure it out. But until then, I'm just going to keep... The trick is it's hard to... You can't just get a brownie. I'm in New York. There's bodegas everywhere. You can get some chocolate ice cream with a brownie in it pretty much everywhere you go. But there aren't any bodegas that are just selling, like, second-day refrigerated brownies. And that's a huge problem for me. That's a huge problem for me because I don't I don't want to make them myself because if I make them myself, I eat them all myself. And that's a problem, too. I can't have that. I can't be eating an entire sheet of brownies every time I want a bite of a brownie. But whatever. What can you do? You know, what I did also last time I made brownies. I just put them in like a muffin tin because I didn't have a good like thing. And then muffin tin brownies. Guys, all edges. <laughs> If you make brownies in a muffin tin, it's just straight edges all the way around. There's barely a middle in that thing. It's incredible. God, I love it. Would would recommend. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. Brownies delicious. What else have I baked? I baked, one time I baked biscuits because I was inspired by the real thing I like for baking is the great, I like watching bake. And Great British Bake Off, that's my shit, man. I love that. I love the Great British Bake Off. They're so cheery and they're so nice and they're so sweet. They're just wonderful. They're my favorite. The hosts are great. I haven't watched anything past Mel and Sue. Because once Mel and Sue left, there was this whole feud with the BBC. Excuse me. Once an episode, I burp. (laughs) And I'll tell you guys, honestly, I never burp in real life. 
I never burp in real life. And then as soon as I'm on like a Zoom call or recording something, the burp just starts coming. I never just burp out of nowhere unless it's being recorded. I mean, it's a phenomenon. But once an episode, see if you can try, you know, when we get to the 100th episode, I'll do a supercut of all of my (laughs) episode burps. Oh, that's a terrible idea. Nobody wants that. I'll, uh, the Great British Bake Off is incredible. If you haven't watched it, it's just the British just are so much chiller than we are. They're calm. They're collected. They're not like yelling at each other. They're just like, it's just like 10 bakers competing, but you wouldn't even know they're competing. They're helping each other. They're like giving, supporting words to each other. They spend, they have like three hours to bake. And then Walt, but the funniest part is like, there's a lot of waiting around. They like put something in the oven and then they stare at it for 20 minutes. They're like, oh my God, is this, is it done? And they, they edit that out of the show, obviously. Otherwise it'd be a pretty, probably the worst show of all time. If it was literally just straight hour, like six straight hours of people real time baking. (laughs) That would be terrible. But they just do all this sweet, it's just sweet and nice and they do breads and they do pastries and i'm always like oh it just seems so relaxing to like need some dough and to put it in a thing and then to like do like some detailed work on it and oh experiment with flit it just sounds fun it just sounds like a fun thing to do to be really into baking they're so relaxing and like they have all these i gotta get more into british shows the other one i loved was like monty don with his, uh, it was like a gardening show, and it, he just approached it the same way, where it was like a home renovation, like a garden renovation show. And in America, it'd be a nightmare, but he's just, gar- you know what next week's episode is gardening. I'll talk all about Monty Don. Next week, we are gardening, baby. Send in your gardening stuff. Plants, vegetables, veg, is, as Monty Don would call it. Next week's topic is gardening. Great British Bake Off. There was one season on there where a woman clearly sabotaged someone else on the show and they do these things where they like bake the pie real quick and then they pour whatever they're i i don't know i'm not gonna be able to go into great details <laughs> this they make something then they put it in the fridge to cool so they could then put icing on it later and if it and if it doesn't cool then it's just like it's nothing it's just it's just goop but it needs to freeze so that they it's like a solid thing that they can take out of this this container whatever it is and this woman on the show, one of these seasons, I gotta track this info down. One of these seasons, she put her thing in the freezer. And when she put her thing in the freezer, she took another contestant's out of the freezer and left it on the counter. Yeah. And he failed. He didn't even finish. He's like, it's goop, it's nothing. He threw it out and he brought up the trash can. And I don't think he was eliminated. I think he might have stuck around. Or maybe he was, I think, you know what? Maybe he was eliminated. There was drama here. And I was like, they're going to say something to her because he only lost because this monster, this otherwise seemingly sweet, older, like grandmother lady who was all about her grandkids and all this shit. She set a terrible example and she stole a win from our hero. And then the next I was like, they got to address this. They have to address this. And then the next episode, they said, oh, so and so had to leave the show because of illness. And I was like, uh, no, that was the producer stepping in. And cutting off the head of the snake, the, the poisonous serpent that had wiggled its way into an otherwise pleasant and peaceful and wonderful show. Don't let the door hit you on the way out, you monster. <laughs> that creep. She disgusts me. 
She is everything I stand against. Man, and if she's your grandmother, fuck you. <laughs> Get a new grandma. Don't be teaching that to your grandchildren. Cake sucks, though. I'm not a cake person. Brownies. Brownies. Brownies and cake are the same. No, they're not. Grow up. Cake's gross and bland and boring. And people love birthdays. People out there who are like, ooh, my favorite dessert is birthday cake. And it's like, first off, how many birthdays are you going to? You have one a year. Unless you're one of those people who celebrates half birthdays, in which case, I don't have any time for you. All right? You're not a dog. You're going to live, like, a long life. We don't need to double up the amount of times we, like, celebrate you for no reason. All right? birthday cake and a birthday cake it's just it's a nice thing to do for somebody you get to see the cake whatever wedding cake wedding cake always sucks it's cake it's not good the best cake is like a fudgy the way like an ice cream cake that's the best cake but you can't put ice cream in everything right so people just just get these like bland dry cakes oh what about those cakes that are like just cookie like a, just a giant cookie dough like a giant soft serve cookie is that a cake or is that a pie i don't know but cake, regular cake, regular cake can bite me. And somehow it's the worst icing. Why is it that when you make a birthday cake, it's like this like white, it's like like pasty icing. Cupcake, great. A cupcake's delicious. Icing on cupcakes is always good. But then you put that same icing on a birthday cake and all of a sudden it sucks. It's bad. Birthday cakes, bad. Unless they are, oh, what are those like funfetti ones? The ones with little colored dots in them? I don't know what that is, but that's delicious. So that's a good cake. Uh, someone in Great British Bake Off should just bring in a box of that shit and just throw it in, throw it in there. <laughs> Next time they're like, hey, we need you to make a cake from scratch. And he's like, well, I'm scratching the uh, the sticker off the top of this box. <laughs> I'm about to dump in this, this bowl and make you a Funfetti cake. And it's going to be delicious and you're going to love it with a nice cream cheese icing courtesy of Publix or whatever grocery store you enjoy. Cake sucks. Cake, I'm out on cake. Oh, mate, you're talking about pies this week. Bugger mm -hmm. off, you're probably only talking about yank pies. These sweet what pies. The Rubbish. What about meat pies? Those are the dog's bollocks. Don't cock it up now, mate. Cheers. <laughs> uh, one of our many listeners from across the pond. Uh, I see you, I acknowledge you, and I welcome your appearance on our uh, friendly American podcast. Uh, I, I love a good pie. I promised last week some pie talk, and I will not disappoint. This guy's bringing up a good point. Meat pies. What about meat pies? In which, in which pies? I'm already picking it up. Meat pies. What about the meat pies, sir? Can I get some more meat pies? That's what... Something about a meat pie just sounds old-fashioned. It sounds like either a fantasy novel... Or like a like a, you're an Oliver Twist, like old school England, and you're just like, oh, meat pies, and oh, there's a meat pie on the sill to cool, mum, and all this stuff. Why? It's like people in England either eat things on a spit or in a pie, and that is it. Those are the only two ways they consume things, or in a liquid form. So like all their grain becomes beer, and then all their meat becomes why am i even talking about beer fuck the beer part of that let's go back to the original thing all their meat is on a spit or in a pie it's crazy it's crazy like what it was sweeney todd you ever see that musical or that movie that starred johnny depp and helen bottom carter bottom carter i don't know the most incredible woman in the entire world i have a very secret yet public crush on her for sure uh Sweeney Todd, he's like grinding people up, he's putting them into meat pies, then he's selling meat pies to people. It's an incredible 
premise and it's a renewable resource in this town because people are always coming in so it's a great business model and I would 10 out of 10 invest in that uh, but the idea that everyone's lining up for meat pies I mean not in America man nobody over here is eating meat pies maybe like a shepherd's pie maybe a pot pie and in my mind those are like as good as soup you know how often do you eat soup at home are you in a cold climate all the time where you're eating soup I mean even over the winter I'm not like oh, I'm not gonna sit over and a hot broth. I I'm not always craving a hot broth. I'm just not a hot soup person. And for some reason in my mind, a hot pie is like the same thing. I picture like a like a shepherd's pie or something as like a, a stew. I don't know why. Maybe they, they taste similarly. I don't know. I'm all about meat, man. I fucking love meat. And if it's in a pie, all the better. I'm all for it. I'm all for these pies, but I, I can't... None of them are going to be in my top five pies, which is coming up. And I, I I don't remember the last time I had a meat pie. But you know what? As soon as I get a chance, I'm going to go find one. I'm going to go get one, and I'm going to tell you all all about it. Because it sounds bomb. Here we go. Tim Keck's top five. This week, you guessed it, I'm running down my top five favorite pie. <laughs> Excuse me, another burp. Here we go. Tim Keck's top five favorite pies. We're going to start with an honorable mention. The pecan pie. I love it. It's so good. It's a delicious pie. It's incredible. Maybe this is a terrible top five because it's just me listing five things that I really like. And I have nothing else to say about them other than that. I really like them. Pecan pie is awesome. In general, pecan maybe one of the weaker nuts. We can say that. We're all friends. It's not often that you get a thing of mixed nuts and you're like, man, I really got a bite into this pecan. Even when you have, like, uh, like the nutcracker, I was real into that for a minute. It was, like, getting a big thing of, like, nuts, like, in the shell and then getting a cracker and, like, cracking them out. And the pecan, you know, is good and it's tasty on its own, but it's it needs a lot of help. It needs the rest of the pie in order to be a good, in order to be a good tasty nut. I don't know what they're putting in these things, but I, I was Googling pies as I want to do every week in general, regardless of the topic of this podcast. And they they were listing pecan pies, by far the worst pie for you, which I find shocking. Anytime it's something that's like not, anytime something that's not chocolate is the worst thing for you, it's it stuns me. But this is, there's no chocolate. I mean, sometimes, oh my God, have you ever had a chocolate pecan pie? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Incredible. Beautiful. A pecan pie, man. Yeah, they're just a soppy mess. I like a soppy mess in a pie, man. I just want to, I want to put the fork in and just be like having to get all over the plate and just, just making a mess. And I want something sweet and tasty. And damn it, if a pecan pie doesn't fit the bill for that, throw a little whipped cream on there, maybe some Cool Whip. Oh my god. Even though I don't know if there's a pie on this list that wouldn't be better with whipped cream, but whatever. Here we go. Tim Keck's top five favorite pies. Number five, chocolate cream pie. Yeah, I said it. I love a cream pie. <laughs> and chocolate's the best one. Just some nice fluffy, some mousse. Are they, is there mousse in there? It's just cream. I mean, creams. I want cream on everything. Cream everywhere, man. Chocolate cream pie. Delicious. I love mousse. Oh, man, like some chocolate shell on that. Oh, it's just delicious. It's the kind of pie that you eat and then you feel like disgusting after. But it was so good and so worth it. And I love chocolate. I'm, I have a sweet tooth. I want some chocolate. Chocolate cream pie. <laughs> Me. Number four. Banana cream pie. Delicious. Bananas. 
underrated. Underrated. When I was a kid, for some reason, I thought I'd be running to bananas all over the place. I feel like banana is like the funniest, it's the funniest word to, it's like one of the top, top two pineapples up there too. Pineapples are funny on their own. But bananas, there's something funny about bananas, especially as a kid. You're always like, bananas, there's banana peels, people are tripping all over the place. And as an adult, I feel like I rarely eat a banana. But when there's banana cream pie available, <laughs> I'm leading tongue first, baby. I'm in that thing. Banana cream pie, so so good, so delicious. Banana's underrated. Again, in the in bread form, we're talking about baking. Banana bread, oh, one of my favorite things. One of my favorite things in the entire world is some banana bread. It's delicious. Banana is somehow better. A lot of these things, the pecan useless on its own the banana next to useless on its own but if you add it to something oh my god it's incredible banana pancakes is a thing i've been meaning to try where you just mash up banana there's all these things where it's like oh yeah cool if you want to diet you cut some carbs and and cauliflower they use cauliflower instead of bread all the time oh you want a pizza well let's make it a cauliflower crust pizza oh you want mashed potatoes let's make them mashed cauliflower <laughs> instead there's so much just throwing cauliflower at stuff and i feel like banana kind of gets in there too it's like oh you want an oatmeal this morning like how about just some mushy banana we can eat some of that you want some pancakes what if we just mushed up banana and then you like fried that that would be good that'd be a fun thing to do i would disagree on those things except for banana bread and of course banana cream pie Number three, all-American baby apple pie. Yes, that's the pie. That's the pie. That's like, I don't know how it's not number one. It's such a good pie. Everyone loves an apple pie. Again, I would say, I, I don't know. On its own, I'm not, I'm not huge on apples. What is it about fruit? These are the bland fruits, too. Bananas, apples, these are not the flavorful fruits. They're the best runs, but the worst fruits on their own. And somehow in pie form, they're just incredible an apple pie is just so good on just so good an apple pie man but on it's i'm pretty sure i might have said this already but i definitely heard as like a dieting tip is like cool next time you think you're hungry ask yourself do you want an apple because if you don't want an apple you're not really if you want an apple then you're hungry because nobody ever wants an apple unless they're starving but if you don't want an apple then grow up hold on you're not hungry I wonder if it was like, hey, Tim, do you want some apple pie? I think I'd pretty much always say yes. <laughs> Next time I ask myself that question, do you want an apple? It's going to be like, I don't know, is it in pie form? Also, one of the few uh, things on this list that's not good in bread form. Apple bread. Fuck that. I don't know what the fuck that is. Number two, Tim Keck's top favorite pies, pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm throwing in a twist here. Pizza, so good. Up here, people saying, oh, you want a pie? You want a slice? You want a slice of a pie? It's like, yeah, man, sign me up. Banana cream, no. Pepperoni, what? I've never had a pepperoni pie. And it's like, oh, yeah, they're talking about pizza. Pizza is delicious. It's incredible. Deep dish pizza can get the fuck out of here. All these people in Chicago being like, oh, but Chicago's got the best pizza. It's like, what the fuck? You have a, the best casserole. You made a bread casserole. Congratulations. All right. Now, go eat a hot dog or whatever the fuck you do in Chicago. Go watch the Cubs lose. Are the Cubs good now? I don't know. Pizza is delicious. I haven't been eating that much. I've been eating pizza. I either eat the shitty pizza that is, like, delivered, and then it's fucking weird. I had, like, a barbecue chicken pizza the other day. 
where instead of tomato sauce, it was barbecue sauce. That was that was a dream. That was incredible. And if you're getting shitty pizza, that's the way to go. I also found there's a pizza place in Brooklyn, legendary. People love this place, and like it's like the hipster cool. There's all these great pizza places, but if you want a nice hipster slice and you want to impress your date after her bongo lesson and before the uh, poetry jam that you guys are going to in that abandoned warehouse later that night, take her to Roberta's, Roberta's Pizzeria, where you can get some a side of Brussels sprouts <laughs> and a pizza they call the Honey Bee or the Honey Sting, the Bee Sting. I think it's called the Bee Sting. Either way, it's got honey on it, and it's good. It's real good. And the first time you eat it, or even see it, you're going to be like, this doesn't look good. I ordered a pizza. Not a flat, you know, kind of pale, squashed dough that somehow costs $20. (laughs) I expected $20 worth of pizza. Why is there just sauce on some of it? Why is the cheese not covering all of the top? What is this weird honey on this pizza? And then you eat it and you're like, this isn't as good <laughs> as regular pizza. I don't want this. Why would anybody come here? And then the next day you wake up and you're like, man, that Roberta's pizza was pretty good. <laughs> and then the next week you're like, I gotta go back to Roberta's. That shit bangs. That shit slaps. I fucking love Roberta's pizza, man. They had a pop-up. I was just, this is the magical thing about New York City. Is like you're walking around the city, not looking for anything in particular, and bam, you walk right into a pop-up. Roberta's has a solid brick and mortar, like a regular restaurant, but it's like a little closer to the city, not within walking distance of my apartment. But I walked right into a dude. They parked a, they had a real pizza oven, just like a brick, uh, like a like a wood burning pizza oven, in a parking spot on the street, and they had a little tent set up where they were like prepping the pizzas. And then, and then next to that was a dumpster, and you could <laughs> wait by the dumpster. You could order a pizza, and then wait by your dumpster, and then bring it home. And it was, and I did that, and it was magical, and it was so good. And that's the New York experience: is eating something that you couldn't find anywhere else in the world on the street next to a dumpster, because that's that's New York, baby. That's the New York I live in. That's the New York I want to preserve for my <laughs> for the future generation. I don't know pizza. On the list. I love pizza. Roberta's would recommend. Would recommend. I gotta do a spot or not for that. Tim Keck's top five favorite pies. Numero uno. I've been taking Duolingo. I've been learning Spanish. Uno equals one for all you gringos out there. Number uno. Pumpkin pie. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure last episode I said I wouldn't put pumpkin pie number one. But who am I kidding? It's my favorite pie. I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. I know you're like, Tim... You listed three great pies, four great pies, and pizza, and you still put pumpkin pie as number one. Damn it, I just love a pumpkin pie. It's the one pie I have to have every year. I have to have it. Thanksgiving rolls around. If no one's making a pumpkin pie, I'm making it myself. And you know what? It's not hard. You buy a crust. You can even buy buy a jar. You buy condensed milk. And if you don't want to buy condensed milk, there's a slightly bigger jar of the same pumpkin mix with all the stuff in it already. You just dump that out. You can put some cinnamon or sugar or whatever you want on top of it and then put it in the oven and you've got a pumpkin pie and it's delicious. You can buy one at the store. Sure, that one's going to suck. Just get the can, get the frozen crust, make it yourself. It's going to be delicious, man. little whipped cream on that. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. God, fall's coming. That means pumpkin pie's coming, and I can't fucking wait. 
pie for breakfast. It's coming. It's happening. And that is Tim Keck's top five favorite pies. Numero quattro? No. Numero cinco. No. Uno, dos, tres, quattro, cinco. Numero cinco. Chocolate cream pie. Honor. No. Okay. Tim Keck's top five favorite pies. Honorable mention. Pecan pie. Cinco. Chocolate cream pie, quattro, banana cream pie, trace, apple pie, dos, pizza, and a shocking twist that blew the world's mind. And number one, pumpkin pie. Guys, that is our show. Next episode, we're talking gardening. Bring your A-game for this one. Email the show. Call the show. Let me know. And... uh, King stays king. Bye.